Welcome, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us for today's Appraisal Buzzcast. As always, make sure you're subscribed and get notified of our latest episodes. I'm Jim Morrison, and today with us, we have Joan Trice, our CEO of Altera Group, and we'll be speaking with Randy Kozlowski, Executive of Customer Success at CoreLogic. We'll be discussing some interesting studies they've been doing on current market conditions. Joan, I'll pass it off to you. Thank you, Jim. And good morning, Randy, and thanks for joining us today. We read with interest your recent report on property tax delinquencies and what an interesting canary in the coal mine, sort of, as to, I presume that's really why you do the study, correct? Yeah, absolutely. It's an opportunity to leverage what we would call some of our data exhaust uh, that we provide to clients for some of our core business service offerings uh, for tax amount reporting. So we're able to to leverage the data that we acquire from uh, taxing authorities and third-party vendors across the United States and are able to provide some unique insights to our customers and the industry on uh, real estate property tax delinquencies. Very interesting. And tell us, what is, what are the trend lines? What's going on with uh, the delinquency rates on ta- real estate taxes? Yeah, you know, it's uh, it's been interesting. You know, this uh, particular study has a time period from 2011 through 2021. And back in 2011, the uh, average uh, national average delinquency rate was uh, just a little above 7%. And um, in 2021, the uh, average delinquency was 5.9%. So we've we've seen a, a slow uh, decline in delinquencies, which is a uh, promising uh, insight for consumers, uh, lenders. And you know, I think we well we saw a little bit of a spike in 2020. My belief is that uh, as the pandemic hit and COVID hit that many of the taxing jurisdictions probably had some level of moratoriums on you know, extending delinquency dates and allowing consumers the opportunity to deal with the COVID pandemic and delay maybe paying their taxes and not necessarily considering them delinquent. But here in 2021, I think we're back in, in a, a normal environment where uh, the collectors have set their economic loss dates and you know, consumers are now responsible for making those payments uh, timely. So, Randy, are these loans without a mortgage, or you don't know that? Yeah, actually, we do. Um, okay. This data set represented about uh, 10 million properties, and these are non-escrow properties that uh, are part of our data set. So these are non-escrow consumers who are responsible for paying their own real estate property taxes. But I'm not sure I understand. Does that mean they are not escrowed? I get that. But does that mean there's no mortgage on the property or there is a mortgage? They're just not escrowed. Yes, there there is a mortgage, but they're just not escrowed. Okay. Okay. So part, part of our service offering is for non-escrow loans on behalf of our customers. Uh, we go out and do an, an annual uh, delinquency search on those particular properties. And uh, we report the uh, findings back to our customers and they utilize that as uh, risk mitigation, customer satisfaction, you know, pr- providing opportunities for the consumers to ensure that their property taxes are held current as 
as they are responsible for that as part of the mortgage. Okay. So let me ask you another question. What do your customers, how do they respond? What's the actionable process here of what they do with this information? Our clients have specific business rules, um, but I would say most common practice is once a delinquency is identified, a notice is sent to the consumer, the borrower, advising them as uh, terms and conditions of their mortgage that their real estate property taxes are to be uh, paid current. So there's an automatic outreach to the consumer requesting that the taxes be paid and also providing uh, proof of payment. And there's a, a period of time to allow the consumer to you know, get the appropriate documentation provided back to either CoreLogic or, or the, the bank mortgage company servicer. And should that time period elapse, say 30, 60, 90 days, then the uh, customer, uh, the mortgage company, uh, has the ability to convert that loan to an escrowed loan. So they would uh, in some cases, advance the funds, change the uh, loan from a non-escrowed loan to an escrowed loan, perform an escrow analysis, and then the consumer uh, is required to make payments, escrow payments, as part of their uh, monthly mortgage payments commitments. Okay. Well, that's a, a incredibly valuable information then if I were a lender or servicer. Uh, let's do this, Randy. Let's take a quick break for a commercial message, and we will be right back. Appraisers, what if you could inspect, photograph, and measure a home without leaving yours? With Remote Value, you get to harness the power of new technology without giving up your process or compromising on quality. With our easy-to-use software, you can connect to the homeowner's phone and complete your inspection as you normally would. Remote Value lets you capture high-quality, meta-tagged photos, take accurate measurements, and communicate directly with the homeowner to get information you need. Remote Value is fast, easy-to-use, and completely free for appraisers. To see a demo of it in action, visit incenteram.com. Joan, back to you. Thank you, Jim. So, Randy, just during that brief commercial break, you know, what you what you ended with uh, prior to the break, I can see tremendous value to the servicer in being able to convert those non-escrowed loans to escrowed loans. I mean, as our, most of our audience probably knows that real estate taxes are in first lien position. So uh, a loan delinquency is an incredibly critical challenge for a servicer. So I see that opportunity here, but I, it certainly wasn't part of your study, but I, I don't mean to throw you a, a hard question, but do you know how, what's the percentage of loans in the U.S.? that aren't escrowed? You know, I, I, I could probably give you just some averages from our portfolio. Okay. Um, the portfolio that CoreLogic services today is uh, roughly about 40 million loans. Okay. And uh, 10 million of that uh, represents uh, non-escrowed loans. So it's probably a 70 to 80% escrowed versus 30 to 20% non-escrow. That's a bigger number than I would have guessed. So my question is, are those smaller like community bank loans? Or of course, they would be portfolioed. I, who originated, or are these just old vintage loans when escrowing wasn't sort of the norm? 
No, it's it's a wide spectrum of lenders. Uh, our customer base does range from small community banks to the mega originators. And I think it's a condition of the, the loan that the consumer applied for, a loan product that's available. And, and then you've got the, the GSEs, right, that are, are funding and backing these loans. And some of the investors have specific requirements uh, in terms of loan-to-value ratios versus you know how it impacts whether or not the loan should or should not be uh, escrowed for at the time of closing. So, Randy, what happens in the event if I'm a borrower and I'm in arrears on my real property taxes, but I refuse to enter into an escrow agreement? Will you pay my taxes because you're, the anticipation is I'm going to default and you want to be in the first lien position? What yeah, happens yeah. in those cases? Yeah, again, typically the uh, terms and conditions of the the mortgage note itself that the consumer has signed uh, requires them to keep the real estate property taxes current. And then if they default in that particular uh, situation, then it does give the bank, mortgage company, mortgage servicer the right to force that escrow. For the most part, you know, our, many of our customers have different business rules. There's also different tax sale or loss of property timelines in different states. For example, in California, the, uh, a delinquent tax can go almost five years before the county will actually seek a uh, tax sale or foreclosure action. Yet in some parts of the Southeast, it's one year. So it varies from jurisdiction to jurisdiction. Obviously, you know, banks, mortgage companies, and mortgage servicers, you know, don't want to see their consumer be put in into a difficult situation. But at the same time, they have to protect their first lien position uh, from a risk mitigation perspective. Interesting. Jim, let's do one more brief commercial message, and then we'll return to Randy. Thanks, John. Whether you're looking for an authoritative textbook or detailed information on current valuation issues or specific property types, you'll find what you need at the Appraisal Institute store. To choose from more than 70 print and digital publications, shop at appraisalinstitute.org store. Back to you. Okay. So welcome back, Randy. Let me ask you a question. How else would your customers leverage this data? Yeah, that's a good question, Joan. For the last few years, uh, there hasn't been a lot of MSR loan transfer activity in the marketplace due to the, the, the low interest rates and the value of, of some of these portfolios. But here in 2022, we're seeing a lot of investors becoming more active in, in investing in uh, MSRs uh, and loan portfolios. And many of the investors and customers leverage this data uh, as they model price and look to purchase these portfolios. So obviously, uh, states that have loans that have higher delinquencies have a higher risk propensity versus states that have a low, low delinquency rate. And I think that has an impact on whether or not the loans perform or not perform and the, the costs associated with servicing those loans in a go-forward 
uh, manner, as well as the overall valuation of uh, portfolios. Okay, very, very interesting. Well, Randy, thank you again for joining us today. This has been uh, very illuminating for me because I just never thought that there was an actionable process to apply uh, when looking at delinquencies other than they owe oh no, <laughs> uh, response, but you actually, uh, you can leverage this data and uh, avoid risk, which is from a lender's point of view, what it's all about. Well, thank you again. Absolutely. My pleasure. Thank you. Thank you, Joan. And thank you, Randy. And thanks to our sponsors who helped us put these together. Thanks to our listeners who, who keep listening and keep giving us your feedback. If you have an idea for a future Buzzcast or would like to be interviewed, reach out to us at info at appraisalbuzz.com. Thanks and have a great day.